0: Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with their host Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today we are talking with Gabby from Healing Hearts Rehab, all about rehab for dogs and cats. So I'm going to jump right into our next question, Gabby. Um, let's say I have a dog and it has never received rehab before. With the services you offer, where do I start to really gain a benefit with my dog? Is it, I'm assuming it's circumstantial.
1: Yeah. So what, what I like to say is that we it's all about improving quality of life, right? So rehab can really be started at any point of a pet's life. It doesn't need to be after an injury or after surgery. It doesn't need to be after, you know, something that has uh, happened in their lives. It could be for any stage and any, any type of lifestyle that your pet has. Um, we take the guesswork out of it. So we meet with you. We have free consultations that we do over over the phone or through the computer. Like we are talking right now. And um, if you're not sure what your pet needs, you can just ask us, Hey, what, what kind of services could you offer us? And we would go through that with you. Um, Like I said, each patient has that fully customized treatment program. Um, So if your patient has like, if you're, dog hasn't started on a rehab journey before um it's always best to start off with just that initial exam and initial consultation just to talk about what services we could offer uh, i always like to start off with like a of my first appointment could be like just a massage and like a meet and greet kind of appointment so that we get to know each other um, and you talk about what is the the challenges that you're facing every day is it that you guys go out for camping or hiking for like the summer and then you come back and your dog's a little bit sore or Or if they're even if they're young, they're still gonna have those sore muscles and joints from running around and tearing around the campground all all summer, right? So it kinda helps with like a TLC or spa day, you know?
0: Yeah, we, um, there's a term out there called weekend warriors, <laughs> Yes, you know, where yeah. like, yeah, your dog for five days of the week, Monday to Friday is chilling yeah. at home on the couch inside 22 hours of the day or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it come weekend, it's like, go, go, go. And that's where uh, I've seen friends injure their dogs. Um, I also being involved in dog sports, um, mm. I hear, I, again, this was the first time I ever heard about anything. Um, rehabilitation wise, um, with dogs, cause dogs were hurting themselves because they were going too hard or too fast at agility yeah. running into things, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow, like this is actually, well, you would think you would just take your dog to the vet and your vet would say, oh, your dog injured itself. And there, there, there's your answer. Um, yeah. but <laughs> to, to actually follow up with rehab, um, is, is great. And yeah, the services you provide, uh, like giving your dog a massage, like, hello,
1: yeah, there you go. And uh, we have actually a lot of clients that are agility or their dog show competitions or whatever they do, and they, those dogs are given the best out of themselves, right? So, might as well provide them a service that allows us to, allows them to continue giving the best of themselves, right? So, I I, I always love seeing those dog agility ones come in because they're all they're all muscled down, they're just gorgeous athletes, and it's always great to provide that little bit of TLC for them because you know those muscles are screaming after. A competition weekend,
0: right? Oh, for sure. For
2: sure. I had never really thought about therapy or rehab being like an option for dogs until mm-hmm. I had a, a previous dog who had a full cruciate tear and had oh, to geez. go through su- surgery. And yeah. um, we actually did the underwater treadmill for quite some time afterwards, which was yeah. such a game changer for her. And um, she's now 12 and oh, she had the surgery when she was four or five. I think she yeah. was about five. Mm-hmm. And um, she lives with my parents and she's 12 years old and her mobility is better than it was pre-surgery when she was four. And That's it's awesome. because of all the rehab we did post-surgery yeah. and all the exercises and me yanking her leg around in all directions <laughs> and are getting grumpy with me about it. But it's yeah. it's been so worth it to see her as she approaches what are likely going to be the last years of her life mm-hmm. um, seeing how happy she is and how much mobility and, and quality of life she has because we put in that work
1: yeah and that's what I love about rehab too is that it's so versatile it could be used for like any patient that we're talking about and um even after uh it, it you we see that patients that do have rehab throughout their life and t- tend to have live longer lives because their quality of life is improving so their length of time that they could spend with us is also longer too Because we're helping provide that extra health boost, right?
2: That's all we want. Longevity. We just want more more years out of our dogs. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Okay. So this is a question I'm excited to, to hear about. So if my dog is sometimes maybe nervous or uncomfortable with te- people touching them, particularly maybe new people they are not familiar with, yeah. how can we support our pets to be comfortable in a rehab environment in the event that I need it or just want to engage in that type of environment?
1: Yeah, so um, definitely, I also think this was like a huge thing coming out of COVID too. A lot of dogs had their anxiety and separation anxiety has been a huge trend lately with dogs have just come into the world recently um, with everything. And I don't blame them. The world's been crazy. <laughs> I would be nervous too. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to dealing with something like that, um, I always tell uh, clients that if they want to get their dogs used to like people being around them, just start touching them, to start taking them places out. Now that restrictions have been lifted, just start doing things that... You would have done prior to the pandemic happening, so going to dog-friendly spaces and meeting other people and uh, having more people come to your home and meeting your dog and getting that nervousness out of there. Um, but definitely also with, with with rehab, what's great is that we have those socialization visits. So um, I can come over and we're just talking. It's a different, completely different person because the pet wouldn't have met me before. And you're allowing more people to enter into their space and it's allowing them to work through that anxiety, right? Um, So I always tell people to just look for different avenues and look for different options that are around you or near you. And there's some things that you don't even have to pay for. They're free, like go to a park or go to a walking trail and just get out there and get your dog socialized and see new things, right?
2: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, do you often worth, work with dogs that maybe need to be muzzled to get more comfortable in these types of environments?
1: I have worked with dogs that do have, like, they have either, like, people aggression or they just are, they're just very nervous. And yeah. a lot of the time, I actually try to do without the muzzle, and it just depends on the client's preference, too, because some clients yeah. are very, very nervous. They don't want to try it. Um, but I find that for some dogs, not all dogs, some dogs, the muzzle can actually make it worse because they know that when this goes on, my owner is nervous, my owner is scared. I have to be scared too. It right away puts a thought into their head that this energy is not good, right? So we always try to make it so that it's a it's a fine time. So when I have clients that are there that have patients that need the muzzle, I usually come over for the first couple visits. They're just socialization visits. Yeah, Me getting to know the dog. I'm giving them treats. We're taking off the muzzle we're just sitting on the floor I'm just talking with the client sometimes I just don't even look at the dog to give the dog space because when you look at a dog you're now challenging them and you're making them feel a little bit uncomfortable in that in their own space so I always try to give them wide berths so that they don't feel like I'm overbearing or being too much for them right um and then over time I find that because I've given them that respect and that line to, to have their boundaries that they, they're like, okay, well, this person isn't so bad. And then continue from there. Um, and I always go slow. I go to what the patient's um, comfort level is. Um, even with my patients that don't require a muzzle, if they look at me and I can tell this dog's had enough, like we're going to stop the treatment. I will stop the treatment. and We won't go further. Mm-hmm. We'll just continue on the next session. And, we just want to make sure that it's the most comfortable experience for them because we want it to be, we want it to be fun. We want it to be exciting. We want it to be uh, a relaxing time for them. We don't want them to be tense. We don't want them to be upset or scared. So we're going to go with what's up to them. And I I always listen to my patient first.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess it totally depends on the context of which they've, uh, the dog has been trained in the muzzle. Because I put Marshall just like, Wears a muzzle sometimes, just for like conditioning, and yeah. he usually wears it in the car when he goes on his pack walks with his trainer. And oh, yes. today he went to the vet, and I was like, "I'm just gonna put the muzzle on you today for your vet visit, just as yeah. practice." And I put it on him, and he got excited because he thought he
1: was going on his pack walk because he had that thought in his head that when he gets it, he goes on something. <laughs> yeah, it was like
2: not, right? not <laughs> going on your pack walk, guy. Not not where you're going. But he was very excited to be going to the vet. He loves oh, the vet. He's a that's wonderful, and that's how you could
1: tell you have a great vet too your dogs love going to the vet you have a fantastic vet
2: loves it shout out to kingsdale we love oh, them. yes
1: we do love
0: them um <laughs> all right can't okay.
2: off with the last question
0: yeah so we did touch on this a little bit earlier but i want to revisit it just a little bit so um waiting for an injury versus going after an injury so say my dogs so i've got three dogs sitting on my couch right now they're all in Perfect health, no issues that I can see. Um, what what would I do? If I were to come see you, you know, what would you kind of, how would I start? What would, what would happen there?
1: Yeah. So um, I have a lot of sayings in life, but my, my favorite saying is prevention is the best medicine. And so if you can prevent something before it happens, you're going to have an easier time when that thing happens. (laughs) So um, for sure, when you're seeing a dog that's uh, say, it's a perfectly healthy dog. It's got no issues. I'm coming in for the first time. Majority of the time we're coming in for massages. We're doing TLC spa days. We do, I do nail trims and minor grooming as well. And it's just for introducing myself and getting to know. And definitely with massage, we do a little bit of ultrasound therapy for some sore muscles. Cause we find that a lot of dogs, even if they don't have anything, they're probably covering up their pain or their, you know, their hurt. Cause that's their instinct is to cover things up. Um, so we always try to introduce uh, some therapy so they kind of know what it is and uh, just kind of help like help support them. I like to call it general maintenance. Um, same thing where you visit a chiropractor, or you go to an acupressure or massage therapist. You might not necessarily have anything wrong with you, but you do it as the maintenance of your body to maintain yeah. your good health. Um, so it's something that we do for patients that don't necessarily have anything wrong with them, but it's also good to have it on the side as well. Um, but when you... Have we find that when patients down the road, God forbid, if anything does happen, you know they, they tear a knee, you know they they sprain a muscle, they um, push themselves too hard, and uh, something occurs. Now that patient knows who I am, knows the services we provide, knows that what we do is good, and he feel they feel good after it. They've got that idea in their head that okay, this is a good this is a good thing that's going to happen. And then when you start using those therapies, we find that the dogs that we did do prevention on, their Mm. muscles are able to heal faster because we've already done previous massages, previous services on those same muscles and ligaments. And now we're able to continue the therapies that we were doing prior. So we're able to heal those muscles a little bit faster than they would normally if nothing was ever occurring um, because those muscles have already had that stimulus happen before. Um, so they're more receptive to accepting the sound waves or the light waves, whatever it is that we're using, and the body knows what to do with it, kind of thing.
2: That's amazing. Thanks. <laughs> I would not have thought that.
1: Yeah, no, it's it. I, when going through this uh, the program that I did and learning all about it, there's just there's so much that I didn't know as an RVT working in clinic. I didn't even know rehab existed before I started my program. And, uh, when I went to school and I started learning about all this stuff, I was like, oh my God, like there's so much things out there that I've never even heard of. And I work in the animal medical industry, right? So it's, I I can only imagine that there are people out there that have never even heard of what our business is or what our services and don't even know that their pets can benefit so much from this. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, that was a lot of amazing information. So, thank you for all of that, Gabby. So, we're going to be right back with our kibbles and bits segment. Yay! <laughs>